Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. He's Tony. (laughs) And she's Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. Yes, indeed. And one of the cool tricks apparently is coming from the folks who own Love's, I guess they call them travel stops, although we might call them Love's truck stops. Right. But they're so much more than a truck stop now. We actually really dig going to Love's travel stops, let's say. Yeah. Truck stops or whatever. What they have is they plan to open or have already opened a bunch of what they call Love's travel stops. And what that is, is essentially RV parking. Yeah. In an article in RV Business, they talked about the fact that they have 700 total locations of Loves, right, all over the place. It's still owned by the Loves family. So what is it? So what essentially it is, is RV overnight parking. Mm -hmm. A lot of them include full hookups or partial hookups, 30 amp service, 50 amp service, all of that. Right. Dump stations. In fact, a lot of loves have dump stations and propane already. Yeah. We actually seek them out a lot of times on the road. Right. We use the dump stations and refill with propane quite often. And, you know, I think I said pretty recently that I downloaded the app and I found out that it doesn't cost anything to, you know, it's not really called a membership, but if you just like tell them your email address, they give you a discount on every gallon of gas that you buy. Yeah, 10 cents a gallon, which is, amazing. and then we also get free coffees fairly frequently. Fairly frequently. It's like you buy four and get one free. So like every day we earn one because we stop a couple times a day. Yeah. A lot of the loves that we have been to have coffee machines where they grind the coffee and brew it right on the spot into your mug. And it's pretty doggone good coffee for, you know, I mean, it used to be truck stop coffee was pretty horrible, right? but this is good stuff. I like it. Yeah, it's good. It's convenient. The bathrooms are clean and it's always got, you know, and like he said, we've got, you've got dump stations and propane refill and good gas lanes and they're really good stops. And now a lot of them are putting in these overnight spaces so that, you know, you don't have to compete. Truck drivers always Truck drivers have already been doing that. That's kind of their thing. And we talked before to a truck driver who explained pros and cons of taking a space from a truck driver to stay overnight. So Loves has combated this by giving RVers their own spaces. Yeah, so according to an article in RV Business, the first of their Loves travel stops was put in in 2021 in Guthrie, Oklahoma. And then we saw it. (laughs) Yeah. And then five more that same year. And then uh, last year, 20 more locations. And they expect to put 30 more this year. It's a pretty good situation. I mean, you know, you're not your first choice isn't necessarily to sleep at a truck stop, right? Because they're a bit noisy and bright and all that. But it's nice because they're located right off the highway. And if you don't have a reservation or, you know, you don't have anywhere else to go, it's better than nothing. 
and they say the average price of these for what they call a regular back insight is $36.70 a night, which includes a booking fee. Now that is kind of, you know, you can get a campsite for that a lot of times, but the campsites are gonna take you a little bit more work to get to. You might have to check in on time. And so these are not really designed to be campgrounds or, you know, recreational places, but they're places that you can get a good, safe, convenient place right off the highway to spend a night that's not, you know, necessarily a Walmart parking lot or whatever. Right. Yeah. So there you go. So it's uh, one of the beautiful things about a country like ours where, you know, we celebrate the entrepreneur and meeting needs as they show up is, you know, they say so many campgrounds are full. Well, others will step up and and offer opportunity. So yeah. here's a great opportunity from a family-owned company, and we dig it. Yeah. Hey, it's coming up in a couple of weeks. I'll probably remind you each week from now until then. But don't forget <laughs> that the next free National Park Access Day is April 22nd, and that is in celebration of something our wedding anniversary well, our wedding anniversary and earth day but those <laughs> yeah. aren't the reasons that they give it's like the beginning of the week of national park week or something like that right so april 22nd free national park access day make a plan go visit your most local park for the day there you go on our anniversary yeah celebrate our anniversary that way <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we have been in the New Orleans area and Mississippi for a few weeks. And I know, I, you know, I've got friends in other parts of the country on Facebook that are showing me their snow storms that are still happening. And I know it's cold and awful out there in some of the places, but we've been on this Gulf Coast and it is hot and humid right now. Yes, it is. And the point of that is if you have an RV with an air conditioner and you want to run it on a smaller generator or potentially even battery power, yeah. maybe? RV Soft Start is a device that you can add to your RV air conditioner that will help you run it on a smaller resource. So maybe a single 2000 watt generator, or in our case, we can run ours on battery power for a period of time mm -hmm. or things like that. So RV Soft Start is a, it's a really simple installation. We have a video of how to do that on our website as well as a discount. Yes. So good thing to look into at the start of the camping season is to upgrade your air conditioner with an RV Soft Start. It runs on less power and it's easier on the air conditioner and a pretty nifty gadget. Yeah, so check out our deals and discounts page and get a discount. And by the way, it's super, super easy to install on your existing RV air conditioner. Yes, indeedy. We have heard of Passport America for years now. Mm -hmm. And we got the opportunity to meet with Passport America at the Magic River Campground. We spoke with Ray Fernandez, who runs Passport America, and Tiffany Sloan, and learned a lot and it's a much better program than i had anticipated so <laughs> without any further ado actually this time welcome to the real campfire <laughs> we are sitting around the campfire at magic river campground with tiffany sloan and ray fernandez of passport america 
thank you too for spending some time with us here and we are going to learn more about Magic River Campground and Passport America from you. Thank you guys for having us. I've heard of Passport America for years and it's great to finally become members and get to know better what Passport America is all about. And it's really, when you look at it, it's an impressive program. So why don't we start with, especially for those who don't know what Passport America is, tell us about that. Well, my father, Ray Fernandez, he started Passport America. We started Magic River first, and we had it. And every time we got a camper into the campground, somebody got the money other than us. <laughs> it was yeah. signs on the interstate. They were $600 to make the signs, $600 to have the signs put up, $600 a year. Now they're $3,500 a year. But at $26 a night to camp, that's a lot of free camping. <laughs> uh, not even getting half. Yeah. And Passport America is a 50% program, but the park gets to keep all the money. Okay. And the parks pay no money to be a passport park. All they have to do is discount it to you at 50% the camper. Okay. And that's how it all came about. And uh, because everything we did worked. <laughs> but they got all the money. There was no mm. money left over for the campground. Right. Mm. And half was better than zero. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> So essentially what Passport America is, is a listing, and it's like a phone book that you gave yeah, us. Yeah, it's big, big uh, It's a fat book, and of course a website and, and an app, listing of campgrounds that will offer a 50% discount. And there's different, you know, the campground, I guess, sets their own rules, they, right? Yes, yes. So they, they set up their own rules on there can be restrictions on how long you can they'll honor the discount or if they take it during the holidays things like that we do have everything listed ahead of time in the notes section under each campground so you know before you call if they're going to take it then but it's always a 50 percent off discount of their nightly rate so some parks might honor it for mm -hmm. a night or two mm -hmm. others a week or two mm -hmm. we do it unlimited here so i mean it's a People a always year. want it to be perfect, but this is America. Banks do go out of business, <laughs> which we know about <laughs> recently. <laughs> Things happen, but really and truly, we've, we've done this a long time now. We've really run a pretty clean database. Uh, we keep up with pretty much everybody, and uh, if you run into something, you can call Passport America. We'll check into it, and we'll change it for you, or correct the mistake. Yeah. We uh, used uh, Google Earth and zoomed in on every campground and got the longitude and latitude of the entrance mm. of the park because oh, some campground on owners have a house away from the campground that their mail goes to. 
for example, Magic Rivers mailbox is up on a dead end road. So if you go down through there with your big rig and get down on the bottom of that dead end road, you have a hard time turning around right. if you don't go to the longitude and latitude that's in your passport app or directory. Yeah, I remember so reading that. Like, make sure that you don't follow, follow those directions, directions. Yeah. <laughs> or don't follow your GPS for that address. It, because it actually took place. me yeah. almost seven months to get a handle on that because I was told by every camper that the GPS system was only to get you close so you could have somebody tell you how to get there. Hmm. That's not how I, I have don't to know. Use it. <laughs> we follow our GPS to the minute, yeah, until we see this welcome sign. Yeah. But the neat thing about Passport America is if there are any restrictions or special special instructions, instructions or, it's real clear there is no like some of these programs that we've looked at in the past first they're really expensive yeah. thousands of dollars yeah. sometimes passport america 44 dollars a year yeah, yeah. i mean you could that. save that in the first night or couple yeah. nights yeah, yeah. And there's not a lot of little no. gotchas. I don't know how many downloads we have of our app now, uh, but I think the iPhone app about 10 years ago was 250,000 downloads. Wow. wow. I know Man. people use I our mean, app that aren't even members. Yeah, just well, yeah, to see what we say yeah. about it. We have a guy that came in here to Magic River and came out and wanted to shake my hand, said he actually went, he's had a home in California, a home in Florida, and he has a nice motor home, and he drives back and forth from home to home, and he said he went all the way on Passport America. Nice. It yeah. was pretty impressive. He yes. said, we finally did it. And Peggy just booked... I did. We are in Mississippi right now. We are, and last week when, we, when I was talking to Alicia, and, you know, Alicia and Scott helped us so much with finding our way around New Orleans and things like that. But she also gave me an idea of where to stay after we leave here so we can get some good boudin. Huh. And <laughs> and the place that she recommended, I called. I hadn't even looked on Passport America because it was a recommended place and it was a Passport America campground. So yeah. I called and she said, oh, you already saved $57. I'm like, well, <laughs> gee. Yeah, so one stay. Yeah. A minute ago, we were talking about the parks and I got sidetracked. So campgrounds are allowed to make changes throughout the year, uh, anytime when they want to, which Butch touched on that. So if you have a book and you're going by the book, always call ahead is what we suggest. Sure. If you, if you don't have a smartphone to look at the app, because the app and the website are updated every day. So if park makes changes that day, that night, it's it's up and showing so okay. so there's never any surprises there should never be any surprises i i don't want to burst anybody's bubble but the book is on its way out <laughs> uh, yeah. because that's a lot of printing costs you can't oh, keep up with that much data yeah it's not just the printing cost it's just you just it can't helped. keep it, up with outdated. the the changes and mm -hmm. we used to print an update because if you called and changed the least little thing we would add it to the update mm -hmm. yeah. and it was like Ten pages, yeah, twelve yeah. pages. Oh, boy. Uh, we yeah, by December, because we would update it. Yeah, with each the, one. yeah, everything changes. Passport's been in business now uh, since 1992. My sister came in in '94, and her husband, and and started helping us and so forth. It's her office in Crestview, Florida. 
But the original starting of Passport America was right here at Magic River Campground. This is where it was actually began. We sold 80 memberships our first year right here at Magic River and had a money-back guarantee and people would call and decide they didn't like it and would like their money back and I would look on my chart and see that they camped at Magic River, knowing they camped at Magic River. Because <laughs> that was the only and place, the to, only buy place it. to buy it. And uh, I would tell them, well, you'd have to pay Magic River back the half you saved, and they'd hang up. <laughs> <laughs> but now you have more than 80 happy customers, I'd imagine. Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> I, I think the number's around... Probably around 450,000. Wow. Like and then parks-wise, I looked this morning, and we currently, as of right now, have 1,204 parks. Okay. So but, that's but we in have, Canada, we, we Mexico. We actually have a, a few more that I found out about this week. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. And we're always adding. We're always reaching out. So advertising is so expensive, which is another benefit for a campground to join with us because we do free advertising right. for them. We're always trying to get new parks in. If our members, if you're a Passport America member and you find a park that you love that's not part of our system and, and you refer them and they join with us, you can make $50 just for referring a park to come be part of Passport America. In some parks we lose that get out, there's probably about another three four hundred parks out there that you can show your passport america card at and, and get the 50 percent discount mm. yeah. and, uh, and the main hard. reason for that is is a lot of them get out or new owners purchase the park and all they'll accept passport when they take it over because that's the only business they got showing up because they haven't worked on advertisement or hadn't done anything but these passport people come in but then they're scared to call us because they think we want like everybody else fourteen hundred dollars to put their park in and we don't there's no fee all they have to do is uh, to be a passport park is to give you a 50% discount for one night and uh, they can get in absolutely free. We were a lanyard program, a something extra, that's what that word means out of Louisiana. <laughs> we wanted to be a, a fill-in for most of people's Coast to Coast, RPI, all these other organizations that aren't doing so well. We kind of feel like we're number one. <laughs> we're the only one that gives you a 50% off discount. I've looked into that. Yeah. So some of them give you 10%. Some of them you pay thousands and then you get to stay for a week for free. Right. You big dues. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to bypass what you said a minute ago because I think that, you know, we have a, a good number of RV park owners who also listen to the podcast. Yeah. And you had said there's about 450,000 Passport America members. That's a huge resource. Oh, yeah. And what did you say again? How much does it cost for a park to become a member? Zero. Just give our members 50% off for at least one night. So all of a sudden, you join for no cost, and you've got this giant pool of RVers, campers, it's a no-brainer. My yeah. advertisement yeah. budget here at Magic River is zero. 
Wow. But we're in a park that's full right now. Yeah. yeah. Or if it's not, it's close it's too. Yeah. We have the same group every winter that's here. Yeah. That we. That was my father's theory was how do you get campers into your park without spending all the money that the camper gives you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And everything we did worked, but they got all the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now instead you have a full park and you get to keep the money right right pay the power bill oh i can't even imagine <laughs> yeah parks when they first start sometimes they might just start with honoring it for one night and then they realize that not my park's staying full now let me go ahead and up it to another night or two i and did no week no weekends and holidays and I would run down here on Thursdays and beg them to stay on Passport. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't work because they'd already made plans to do something Go somewhere else. else. Yeah. And so I lifted all the restrictions now and people come in and it's just a whole sweeter program and mm -hmm. people want to stay a week or two, they pay us. Uh, and where I used to get a one night stay now, I can sell them Passport America I make $22 for selling them the Passport which America, which is half of the 44 mm -hmm. And not only that, but they're staying for an average of four days. Yeah. So yeah. I made a lot more than I would have made 26 off of them for one night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's another thing that, that you and I had talked about. The park mix, if they sell, let's say somebody's not a member, they come in and you're like, hey, you could be a Passport America. They also get a commission on that. They do. Right. So if a park sales a one-year membership, it's $44. The campground can keep 22 of that as a commission. Right then, yep. instantly, and send Passport 22 for the membership. So. And if they come in for one night, instead of making 26, now you've made 13 plus 22. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Still more than your twenty. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you didn't have all that advertising money to spend. Yeah. yeah. Very few times you run across something where it's just a complete no-brainer. It's yeah. like yeah. You, you're crazy not to be a member. And mm -hmm. and I, I mean, now that we're more familiar with... We're crazy that we didn't become <laughs> members. <laughs> right. Well, I'm hoping we can save people who listen money, Absolutely. too. Because it's a yeah. great... pro. It's one of those programs where you just get... 100% behind it because it's just so good. Yeah. Well, we, That's how I was when I started working we didn't here. I started it. to put our program. campground out of business. We put, started it to help our campground. Sure. For a long time, uh, when we first started Passport America, we lost a lot of money because back then they had such a thing called long distance. Mm -hmm. And we paid AT&T $1,500 a month to sell 80 Passport America <laughs> memberships oh, at $35. Yeah. It wasn't an easy start. Yeah. It took time, but my, my father always said there would be a time that you lost, there would be a time that you earned a living, and there would be a time that there would be a whole lot left over. Yeah. But it's a, it has to be a volume business to survive. Mm -hmm. But that's the story of how it got started. and. I was a Ford mechanic for Ford Motor Company. I quit a pretty good job to get into this, and I didn't get a paycheck for seven years. Oh, Ooh, my. man. That's, That's commitment. <laughs> yeah. It was tough. 
I was wondering what I had done (laughs) until I started getting a paycheck. Right. And then even the seventh year, I missed some because (laughs) it would fall short after the long-distance phone bill. (laughs) So we were lucky enough to get to stay at park number one, and there's 1,200 and some odd parks. I don't know if we're going to get to all of them, and certainly not in order. (laughs) Now we have some in Mexico and Canada, too, so really there's interesting. something for everybody. Yeah. Well, my dream when I first started in Passport America was that we would be able to travel all the way to Argentina mm. oh. That'd be with neat. campgrounds and, yeah. and see all kinds of beautiful things because it would be great for Mexico, too, mm-hmm. and Texas and California would eat it up because everybody would go through them to get there. Right. right. Yeah. It would be a very, very successful thing. Hopefully one day, maybe not in my lifetime, but maybe one day they'll be able to go to Argentina in your camper. That would yeah. be great. Spend all winter, three months going down there and seeing things in Ecuador all over, just, the, you know, the Amazons. And the, There's yeah. so much history yeah. down there, too. Oh, it's fun. neat. So if you join right now, it's $44. If the price ever goes up, you're never going to pay more than that $44 for a year. Right. And we, so. haven't, we haven't gone up now in 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Everything else did. Everything yeah. else has, yeah. I wish I We really felt or... like we should have to go up, but we so far have managed not to. Yeah. I can honestly say I have never enjoyed being at a park more than I have been here. And that, I mean, you have in the morning, big old campfire and coffee. In the afternoon, big old campfire. Everyone sits around, gets to know one another. I love that. I absolutely well, love that. I feel that. camping is a campfire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's free. Uh, there's You don't pay for none of the firewood. We make sure we keep firewood here for campers. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is trying to make so much off a bundle. Sure. Uh, but truthfully, as long as people don't abuse it or whatever, it's it's free to everybody that comes in here to go out there and throw a log on the fire and sit by it. Last night we were talking about that, that if you have your own campfire at your own site and they have their campfire at their site, you probably never talk to even your neighbors. Right. And you might say hi to someone walking by with their dog. Maybe you even have your as we always used to say, our our camp flirt kit with cookies and extra chairs. But that's just two people. This way, we were talking to everybody in camp and having a good time and passing around the goodies. I (laughs) I would tell everybody that came in here they could fish in the pond without a license because it was a private pond, okay? And everybody would tell me, well, they don't carry their fishing poles no more because you have limited space in a camper sure. and all. And so most people can't carry their firewood either. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people just don't have it. And, and so when they come in here and they see a big pile of firewood and they can sit by it at no cost, yeah. People do enjoy that. Yeah. Well, and it's just great to meet all the people that you have in the park, the, the friendliest bunch, yes. and I can see why. Yeah. I mean, everyone's sitting around the campfire telling stories and comparing day. notes. I've and learned more about camping from that campfire than anything in camping. <laughs> and that is coming from other campers. Yeah. I had one guy that uh, went to a rally we had, and... He thought about buying the lifetime 
but he was 90-some years old, and, <laughs> and, and I regret that to this day not just giving it to him. Yeah. And he I might know. still be dancing somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Know, you know. yeah her grandma's going to be 101 this yeah. year. Yeah. So. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. You never know, right? Yeah. But, but so yeah, you have a fishing pond, and you have those great campfires. Well, that's how I started that fishing petition thing to give everybody the right to fish in all fifty states without a license, or maybe by the government selling you one license after you retire. Like in the state of Mississippi, at a certain age, you get to fish free and hunt free. But I can't go to Louisiana and do that. Uh -huh. Millions of campers have give up fishing and, and sports and so forth because I've seen them come in here with 20 licenses in their wallet from all these different states for three days. There's a spot on our <laughs> website and it's, it's just fishing petition, the fishing petition. You can go on there and y'all can sign it. We're collecting signatures. And, okay. I always felt it could be done somehow and then you know it would really help every state our state a lot of our state parks have been under for years i mean no we have one park here that makes all the money for all the parks in the state of mississippi but it gets wiped out by hurricanes and mm. stuff no. all the time most of our parks aren't aren't making money there's probably need fewer rangers and game wardens and all that too. I don't know, maybe they could help people uh, tell them how, what kind of baits to use or uh, people would buy fishing poles, hooks, weights, you spend money. Oh yeah. yeah, it's like golf, it ain't cheap to go fishing. It's not just you go bust off a stick anymore and, and tie a line to it. It's But everything would make more money. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Be, if it's in a positive way, instead right. of Hearing every camper tell me they don't do it anymore and they don't carry it, their poles or anything, mm -hmm. because they don't want a whole wallet full of uh, licenses. Right. Yeah. That's sad because that's part of the experience. Well, that's camping. camping. That's, yes. that's right. part of camping. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been an interesting life uh, doing this camping thing. I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed meeting people of all kinds. I've Retirement was supposed to be about enjoying yourself. Yeah, you yeah. work hard and then you get to yeah. see, you know, what you worked for. That's one thing when I first got into camping, I, I thought everybody was nuts. They they lost their mind. They, I had tent camp. I hated tent camping because I, I really enjoyed the the first part of it, but at the end, I always got stuck cleaning up the mess while everybody <laughs> else went home. Yeah. It was terrible. You got the raw yeah, end of the, yeah. of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody had to do it, yeah. but everybody else was tired from the, all of enjoyment and everything, and they'd go home, and I'd have to break down the tent and clean everything up, <laughs> take out all the sleeping bags. Uh, I mean, really, it's a job. Somebody's yeah. got to do it. I still remember that little whisk broom sweeping out the tent as a yeah. kid. My dad got one from the army surplus. <laughs> what a horrible tent that was. I mean, it was like you touch the side of the tent and the water comes through. Yeah. And then, so you're in there and all of a sudden the water, who touched the tent? <laughs> <laughs> like now, they're really waterproof, but right. in those days it was canvas. Mm -hmm. wow. And so I don't know how that worked, but if you touched it and it got it wet, leak. it'd it would come in. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, I remember that. Well, we really appreciate 
the way you run that business, the way you run this campground, you guys are terrific. And boy, I, I'm pleased that we were able to come by. I was really blessed to be able to get into camping. I've had to work really hard in my life. I've done construction, mechanic, uh, uh, ceramic tile. Uh, I've really had to do a lot of hard work. And to get into camping was just a real pleasure. Now I want to be the, I don't want to be the owner of Passport America anymore. I want to be the camper. <laughs> the retired owner. Yeah. Retired yeah. Camp. I want yeah. to be the retired camper. There That's you go. my dream. I've, I've done it a lot. Time to be the camper. That's right. And uh, I have a, a nephew. His name is Boomer Simmons, and he's 27 years old. And I'm really hoping that he will take this company to a new level over the next 30, 40 years until he retires. Yeah, yeah keep it in the fashion. Yeah. yeah. Well, we appreciate you being here and being specifically here and taking some time to talk with us. And we can't wait to share Passport America with everyone. Absolutely. If anybody ever has any questions about Passport America, all they have to do is just call our office. We all right. Help you any way you can. If you've forgot your book, Give you don't have a phone, yeah. call at 1-800-283-7183. We right. can ask for Tiffany Sloan. There you go. <laughs> so what did you think of that? I learned a lot about Passport America. We learned a lot about a lot of things because... <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, we sat by the campfire for a couple of hours having this conversation. Yeah. And so it was really hard to, you know, figure out how much of it to share with you guys. And I mean, it was a really good interview. It was great talking to them. Really, Passport America has been so surprisingly simple and it just there's got to yeah, be a, a better word than good. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's a program it's that, you know, it's as I said, there's a lot of these programs where they're both really expensive and also have tons of gotchas. Yeah. And Passport America is neither of those. It's right. very affordable. I have not at all felt like there's a bunch of gotchas in it. It will help you save a bit of money. Yeah. As we said, we have been in Mississippi and Louisiana where it's quite humid. Yeah, and we got to have the fun of a power outage while we were here. Yeah, in one of the campgrounds, there was some time that we didn't have power, so we were really lucky that our ABC Upfitters power package helps us keep the air conditioner running because yeah. in the heat and humidity, that air conditioner is a vital. <laughs> yeah, it's running right now, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. Anyway, the power went out and everyone in the campground was kind of sad for a while. They were working, I don't know what they were working on, but something. And we just kept rolling with our air conditioner. It was pretty great. So that's just another benefit of this power package. Uh, another place we went to, we plugged in our Hughes Power Watchdog and it showed that there was a ground fault at that campsite. Right. Well, we. It was full, there was no moving, <laughs> and we just stayed there. So it's more than just a great system for boondocking. It's just a good backup to have. Yeah. So we're very, very pleased with the engineered solution of a power package from ABC Upfitters. So for best results, really, to just really talk to them and figure out what you need and what system you would want, I recommend calling. Call Scott Herman at 
833-3225 and we'll put that in the show notes you know i mean you can do it by email or you can do it by website or you can call in but the good thing about calling is you really there's no nothing lost in translation you say what you need and what you want and scott will tell you what they can do for you specifically for your rig yeah it that's the way to you know if you have questions and things like that they're happy to answer them Ladies and gentlemen, laissez le bon temps rouler. We let the good times roll because we went to New Orleans, Louisiana. We have had so much fun. And as always, we didn't spend enough time. We will be back, New Orleans. This is fair warning. <laughs> <laughs> I think New Orleans is ready for us. Oh, probably. I don't think they're going to be afraid of us. <laughs> no. In fact, I wrote an article about our trip to New Orleans. Yeah, it took him longer than the visit itself. <laughs> Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but not only is there an article about where to stay, but a separate article about just things to do and see in New Orleans. To highlight it, we ate a lot of stuff. Oh, in fact, so much stuff. We stepped on the scale and have yeah. gained a fair amount of weight. And that's one of the warnings about New Orleans. Bring bigger pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Things we ate included beignets at Café du Monde. And at the Beignet Café. Po'boys. Peggy oh, was man. kind of on a mission to yeah. try all the po'boys. I ate fried shrimp po'boy at pretty much every stop <laughs> that we made. <laughs> Our friend Alicia, who's from New Orleans, and you heard from her last week talking about dark sky travel, has moved out of New Orleans, but she said the thing she missed the most are muffaletta sandwiches. Yeah. That's something we had to try too. I really like those and I have had them in the past. It's basically a bunch of lunch meat and cheese on kind of a, an Italian roll with a olive tapenade and yeah. it, they are good. Actually, I even took a bite even though I am not a fan of olives, but my friend Russ said, I don't like olives either, but I love a muffaletta. So I tried it. It was good. You know, I was eating a po' boy, so <laughs> I just took a bite. It was good, but, you know, I just can't mentally get over the fact that it's full of olives. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> but my favorite thing that I ate in New Orleans was fried chicken at Gus's Fried Chicken. Oh, my goodness. It was good. Ooh, la, la. It was, oh, was so good. And it tasted like it had a little bit, like a very small amount of sriracha or some kind of some spice. kind of a yeah. kick to the breading but not so much that it was hot but oh i it was so, so flavorful good. yeah really good flavor and juicy and oh man let's go back yeah that fried for chicken. sure we'll go back now while we were doing all that eating we also did some <laughs> drinking yeah i did which you a can lot do of right on the street yeah there's which is no awesome. rules about well the only rule in some of the areas is you can't have glass on the street yeah they so want you to have a, a have a to-go cup of some to -go sort. cup of some sort but you can buy daiquiris there's like daiquiri stands yeah. in several places there's in the drive-through daiquiri stands yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're just wandering around, drinking on the street, drinking and, on the bus. Yeah, and listening to music. Oh my gosh, yes. Music was everywhere. And it was good. Good music. I mean, in every restaurant or cafe that you go to, there's a band playing, almost always for tips. And then just walking busking. around. Uh, busking, yes. And then around on the streets, like on the sh all over on the street, there were all kinds of... 
I mean, some of them just seemed like a few guys happened to be standing there together and they looked at each other and said, hey, let's play this song together. They were so good, though. Yeah. I mean, these are some extraordinarily talented musicians. In front of the cathedral, Jackson Square, there at the, in the French Quarter, there were... <laughs> Four dudes with tubas. Yeah. Uh, among other things, there was other instruments as well, but... But four of them were four tubas. Four dudes had tubas, and they were just jamming. It was, it was fantastic. And <laughs> the funny thing, there was a sign right above them that said, Church Quiet Zone. Yeah. So... <laughs> they were right under the sign. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was really terrific. So one of my little tips in the article is to always have change. Like, you know, $1, $1, $5 bills so you can tip the musicians because they're busking for tips and they're just absolutely, you'll want to tip them. They're just so good. It's, yeah. It's, the sound of New Orleans is every bit as good as you've ever heard. Yep. Getting around was easy for us. Yeah, it was. So we opted for the hop on, hop off bus and we got multi-day and then we also added on some walking tours with it. It's those two-story buses. So we'd get on a bus and we'd go upstairs and there was a guide telling us what we were passing and if it was something we wanted to deep dive into we get off the bus and go on a tour or walk around and then hop back on a bus and continue on the tour yeah that was very worth doing i think it's worth doing in any big city yeah because then you get kind of the overview of yeah. what and then if you have something that really piques your interest then you can hop off yep. or you can go back or whatever suits you yep in addition to that there are streetcars. And there are mule-drawn carriages right there on Jackson Square. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Oh, and speaking of Jackson Square. Oh, and there were also those bicycle. Oh, yeah, the pedicabs. Pedicabs, yeah. We couldn't. I, I would feel so bad for some <laughs> For some pedicab, pedicab driver trying to haul our two heavy bodies around. <laughs> we did yeah. not take advantage of that. But, you know, I mean, it's an option if you really find that you've walked too far and you can't get back to your vehicle or yeah. your bus. Yeah, or a way you, to if standing that. up has become a problem because standing of up is difficult drinking. for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not so big a city. I mean, we went on walking tours and we walked all over the French Quarter, basically, the Garden District, the French Quarter, all of that. And it's not a huge city. You know, the, it's one of these older cities where walking was how everyone used to get around because they hadn't invented cars yet <laughs> yeah. and so it's a beautiful walking city yeah, uh, so we really enjoyed it and especially around the french quarter which we did spend a good majority of our time there one of the hop on hop off bus stops is the basin street train station yeah. and just right across from that train station is all day parking it was five dollars you just pay a machine and it was never packed. It was never crowded. But even right off Jackson Square, there were parking lots that you could pay for parking. So it is possible to park. And really, I recommend finding a spot that's a little bit out of the way that you can get on one of those buses and do that so that you're not trying. I got to say, when we went to Chicago, the most frustrating thing was just that we couldn't find a place to even stop and look at the sites because it was just so crowded and we couldn't find parking and we didn't know where to look. Right. And that hop on, hop off bus thing gave us kind of a good overview. One of the things with the streetcars there, they have uh, several streetcar lines. 
if you're going to use those and do they're pretty yeah. cool there's an app that tells you pretty much to the minute where that streetcar is yeah so if you're close to a station you can know how long it's going to be when that streetcar is going to get there right and another thing with the parking they have an app too because we found some of the kiosks where you go to pay just didn't work right as with any <laughs> parking yeah, kiosk yeah that's pretty common yeah. so just get the app and they're free apps and it, it's worth doing. Plus, if you find yourself like way across town and you didn't think you were going to spend that much time and all of a sudden you're out of time, you yeah. just go in the app and buy another hour so you can get back to your car on time. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the way to go with that. Now, I will say that a lot of people warned us there's a lot of crime and there's a lot of problems. And let me just say that that is pretty much true of any big city. Yeah, anytime you get a whole bunch of folks together, some of them are not the best people, right? right? That's just true of anywhere. But at no point did we feel threatened or intimidated no. or... It's like any big city, right? You right, just... and we didn't even get scammed because we kind no. of knew to watch out for that kind of thing. And honestly, I just put on my sunglasses and walked like I had a place to be and ignored <laughs> all the people that were trying to get my attention. And if they tried harder, I'd just look at Tony and start talking so that I was otherwise occupied. I didn't have to interact with them because once you start interacting with them, they see that as a green light to go for it and pass yeah. out more of their scamminess <laughs> yeah so there's there's a few scams and we got the i know where you got your shoes and we saw oh, the bracelet yeah. guys and yeah and of course like any big city new orleans has it's homeless people too sure of course but boy the warnings we got before we went there was like we were going into a war zone yeah of some sort. And it yeah. wasn't that at all really it was not. just a really neat city yeah i think it also helped that you know we were in kind of the touristy areas where there's a little more awareness of that sort of thing. Yeah, but I mean, we were walking on Frenchman Street at night after, well, you know, where all the, boy, there's a bunch of great jazz clubs there. Yeah. So that's another, I mean, one after the other of these just fantastic musicians yep. and food and yep. drinks. And there was parking, you know, another parking kiosk place near that. And, you know, just be careful. Yeah. So, of course, we could, again, spend as much time talking about it as we spent doing it. <laughs> but since Tony already spent that much time writing about it, we'll put a link so you can read more details about what we did and the things that we're probably going to go back and do again. We're really, Tony said, well, it's only a thousand miles from home. We can go all the time. Yeah, and, and we probably <laughs> will be back For quite sure. a bit because yeah. we really like New Orleans. Yeah. It's another benefit of our moving a little closer to the middle of the country. Right. Well, this week, our gadget report is more a warning. We got an email from someone that suggested all these different ways you can hang bicycles on your RV ladder. Don't. Yeah, please don't Just do that. don't. Those ladders are not meant for holding things while that vehicle is going down the road and yeah. yeah you can buy all kinds of things to mount all kinds of things to your rv ladder yeah just don't just because you can doesn't mean you should right it's a because those ladders are not really designed for the kind of wiggling and shaking that goes on and 
also carrying a load. They're designed typically for a maximum of 250 pounds. And that's just static load, you know, you know yeah, you're like going a static, up and like down. climbing it, not bouncing around with that much weight hanging off of it. Right, but I mean, I know there's going to be a ton of people who contact us and say, "Oh, I've been doing it for years." And, you know, my grandma smoked for years, uh, ended up not being such a good decision. Mm -hmm. So just don't. And one of the consequences of this, you're seeing fewer and fewer RV companies putting ladders all together. Right. Because they're tired of the liability suits. Yeah. Anyway, your RV ladder is just for getting up on the roof and that's it. Or for hanging up your FMCA plate. <laughs> <laughs> Something yeah. that weighs less than a pound with a zip cord, those are okay. Zip tie. Zip, zip tie. tie. <laughs> yep. Is there a ladder on your RV of the week? No. No. So this is a new prototype that was shown at South by Southwest by a company called Lightship. And what they are is a bunch of former like Tesla employees and Rivian employees and that kind of thing creating a new RV company that they they want to be different and boy did they they nail that <laughs> essentially what these people have done is created a prototype that's sort of a very modern version of the trail manor what that is is it's a trailer that kind of collapses into itself so there's an upper section and a lower section and it goes up and down so when you're towing it's sort of half height and that's part of the appeal of this it reduces the aerodynamic drag and when it's camped it's a full height because the top part has gone up i talked to them a little bit and they were not finalized on things like tank sizes or other components of this they just sort of have an idea and another factor of that idea is that you can option one of these with its own electric motors and i've looked at that with things like the airstream e-stream and the lippert edison chassis where essentially the trailer overcomes its own losses with electric motors in the wheels that kind of propel it along in a big battery and in the case of the light ship it has a lot of solar panels so if you have a pickup that has a 300 mile range when there's no towing it'll have a 300 mile range with towing oh that's if, good yeah if you have an ev let's say you have one of those new electric pickups that's got a 250 mile range when it's empty it'll be a 250 mile range when it's towing one of the consequences of having a big old battery and powered wheels is that the starting price of these light ships is 125 grand yeah so they're not cheap they're not in production yet it's kind of cool you know i like looking at the future and seeing what people are thinking of but mm -hmm. let us know what do you think you can always weigh in on our fun and friendly stressless camping podcast facebook, facebook group <laughs> and another thing you can do is answer our question of the week yeah so last week we asked what the longest stay was that you've had in any one given place and a lot of you you know i've got a lot of answers 30 of you so thank you and everywhere from five days to several months i'm sure those <laughs> are all very different situations a couple notables is that shannon spent 15 days on family property with no sewer 
So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Brian says his longest is six nights. And uh, Brian, you better start practicing because you're going to need at least six nights in quartzite yeah, next, next year. Yeah, next year. We hope you join <laughs> us. Christy said she's been in one place for six months and finally decided that was long enough and is moving out this week. Corey has spent 90 days on the Northern California coast. So if you're going to spend 90 days anywhere... I think that would be a great place oh, to yeah. do it. Oh, yeah. Corey knows how to camp. <laughs> he is a pro-grade camper. Yeah. So I love following his travels. Yeah. Paul said they have been boondocking for two and a half months. And I he I know he's been full-time for quite some time, he and Cindy. And they've been in Quartzite for a while now. Yeah. They were there when we were there, and they're still there. So yeah. Paul and Cindy are joining us at the Bloom Fiesta this year. That's right. And then Catherine asked, why would you want to stay in one place when there's so much to see? And I I totally feel that. There's a super, that's a super valid question. However, I have to say that no matter how long we stay in a place, it's never long enough. We always wish we had stayed a little bit longer. <laughs> it seems like we just kind of skim over every destination and never get to deep dive anything like New Orleans. And yeah. so so that's the reason why staying a little longer, you know, maybe you don't want to stay in one place for six months. But if it's a place with a lot to see... More than four days, it I, would be my recommendation. Yeah, I would. I could easily see us spending six months in New Orleans, if not longer. It's, sure. Uh, yeah. What a great place. One of the reasons to stay in a place like New Orleans is food. Oh my gosh! So the question this week is, what is the best regional food that you have tried from your travels? And we talked about ours just now when we were talking about New Orleans. I literally gained five pounds in two weeks <laughs> like i'm not kidding it and was... peggy didn't drink as much beer as i did no i hardly drank anything it was mostly beignets and shrimp po boys <laughs> <laughs> i did find some great beer in new orleans too as with so many places in this beautiful land there are some really good local breweries there but anyway yeah so tell us about your favorite food from your travels because you know as we travel that's kind of one of the things that we're we quote unquote are allowed to break our diet for <clears throat> even though we haven't really been yeah this diet has kind <laughs> we of been gone by the wayside this for this year, whole year <laughs> yeah there you go and you can answer that in our fun and friendly stressless camping podcast facebook group yeah big old name yeah also, you know that we do a once-a-week newsletter, which is absolutely, positively, and totally free. Yeah, it's going to be an extra long one this week, <laughs> but it's got links to the stories, videos, and podcasts that will help you get the most out of your RV experience. If you haven't already signed up for it, just visit the website, and a pop-up will come. If you have already visited the website before, then at the bottom of every page, you can still sign up. And know that we are not going to share your information with anyone. Honestly, someone tried last week. Oh my gosh, And yeah. we quickly squashed that whole thing. But we just use that to send you one email every week to let you know that the podcast is ready and give you all those links and things. Yep. And you can find the show notes for this episode, episode 197, on the podcast page at stresslesscamping.com. Also on stresslesscamping.com, don't forget our deals and discounts page for the best deals on things that you'll need for your stressless camping adventure. Yeah, and if you've got a great deal for our audience, let us know. We, we picked up a couple this week. Yeah. 
Yes, and we love expanding that page. Yeah, with things that we think we would use or things that we absolutely do use. For sure. Everything that's there is something that we believe in. Right. And, you know, we're in all the social places, so when you're done at StresslessCamping.com, you can use the little logos on the top right and jump off to all those social places and hang out with us there. Yeah, and if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, it's free! Free to subscribe on any podcast catcher, and we are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. And, of course, you know, a review will help others find this podcast, and... More listeners means we can continue to get great deals and great guests. So thank you to all those of you who have left a review. And if you haven't yet, Please now's do. your chance. <laughs> we really appreciate your being here again this week. We sure look forward to spending this time with you, even though it's virtual. <laughs> in fact, we got to spend time with David and Lynn in the real world. They That's found right. us in Louisiana. We got to spend time with Alicia and Scott last week. Right. So, you know, it's not all just virtual. It's not all virtual in it, but it's all fun. With that, thank you and happy camping. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! Laissez le bon temps rouler!